This program is sponsored by TC Sports on 1700 KBGG. Live from the Wolf Construction Roofing Studio, it's Jimmy B and TC on 1700 KBGG. Sponsored by Wolf Construction Roofing. All right, everybody, welcome back. We roll till 3 o'clock. This is our final hour here on a dreary Wednesday. Uh, and things are getting close in the baseball game that you are keeping your eye on. Yeah, you are correct, Jimmy B. Uh, now 4-3, the Twins once up 4-1. A couple of uh, runs here in the bottom of the seventh inning. Jose Barrios's afternoon is over, but he exits with a 4-3 lead. We'll see if the bullpen okay. can help him out. All right, uh, we're going to switch gears and go to the National Football League. It's always good when Sean Tomlinson, Bleacher Report on the NFL, joins us. He comes to us on the Draft House 50 hotline, Mills Civic Parkway, West Des Moines. Sean, good afternoon. Good afternoon, guys. Thanks for having me on. Uh, pal, uh, listen, we were waiting for this because I'm real curious, now that it's official and now legal in the NFL, what sort of touchdown dance will you have when you get into the end zone? Oh, man, uh, what a great day it is that the NFL acknowledges that people can have fun and just enjoy a game. Um, I don't know. I, I think I'd like to go old school back okay. to, uh, well, old school for me, you know, when I was sort of a, a kid, you know, the 90s Dirty Bird, that was fun. Uh-huh. I think we need to bring that back. Okay. Um, you know, and then when you go back further, you get to the icky shuffle. Yeah. Um, go back further, the fun bunch. Yep. I mean, it's not. It, it, what was weird to me the, the, this whole time with the NFL sort of being against fun is 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 this sort of notion that it, it, it's recent that players want to celebrate. No, it's not. It, you know, players have been celebrating since the seventies and eighties, when you know, you know, Billy doing White the uh, Billy White Shoes Johnson. Oh yeah, I, I did a I did a story actually on it. The, the title was "The Death of the NFL Touchdown Celebration." So it went out, and I I, I looked back on yesterday, so August of 2015, and I talked to him actually, uh-huh. and he he said that that came from the song at the time, of course, and you know he he would get uh, when he was on the road, he get visiting fans somehow finding his hotel room, the the number for it. And saying, you know, uh, we want you to score. We want to win, but when you score, we need you to do the shuffle. Like they, he, the, visiting fans loved it just as much. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's it's great to see uh, fun back in the NFL. A couple other changes: uh, the overtime rule. Is this going to lead Sean to a whole heck of a lot more ties as they go from a 15-minute overtime period now down to a 10-minute period? We know how they change the rules. If you kick a field goal that opening possession, uh, the other team will get a chance to get the ball back. Are we going to see a lot more dashes in that third column after the W&L down the T column? I, I was just reading uh, the example of this from a study based on what it was on the past five years, and the average length of an overtime was about seven minutes, give or take a bit. So in theory, if that stays true, it, it shouldn't. But quite frankly, as far as I'm concerned, if it leads to even one more tie, we've done something horribly wrong here. You know, it's football is not a game designed for for ties. And what this gets back to is uh, constantly over the years, the, the the tinkering with overtime. It it it's a game that's also very difficult to find the most ideal overtime because it is also a game that inherently you want to control the clock, control possession. When when you look at other sports. Uh, possessions are 
it was not even near even. You know, you watch baseball. Every team gets the same amount of outs. Um, basketball, there might be a slight difference, but you have a shot clock, so it regulates it. Football's not meant to be fair that way, right? So, and and then, but 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 when you take the the, the overtime back by five minutes, uh, yeah, there is a chance for an increase in ties. And this notion that you're saving players' injuries. Listen, I'm very s- sympathetic to any player who tears anything, and that's certainly. But five minutes—that's that, that's the difference here. I, I think that's just some window dressing. It just none of it makes sense to me. I, I got you on that. Uh, the. L, the no longer the L.A. or the Oakland Raiders, the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, they, they gave them approval for their stadium plan, so everything apparently is a go. So are there any other obstacles that could stand in the way? Uh, not that I'm aware of. I, you know, we'll, we'll see in a few years. It's it, it just such an awkward time to, to be a Raiders fan. You, you have... A great team, uh, clearly a team that was a Super Bowl contender until Derek Carr broke his leg. But for a period of two to three years, you're, you're going to have to, in Oakland, just sort of keep up your enthusiasm for the team, knowing that they're gone soon. It's mm-hmm. it's sort because often when you see moves in, in throughout sports, it's it's immediate. You know, it's you know with with the Chargers leaving or or, or, or the Rams leaving. Um, you know, this is a bit different. So, uh, and and you would hope that you know you would, what we're seeing with Stan Kroenke Stadium out there with the construction delayed, um, you just never know how long it's going to take. Anybody who's ever been involved in construction knows that deadlines aren't mm-hmm. aren't always met. So, uh, we'll see how that develops. But yeah, we're going to have the Las Vegas Raiders in in a few years. Let me ask you this then: Do they? And I don't think it's been done yet. So they have at least two years that they would have to play in Oakland. Would they consider, and I know San Antonio has offered this up, would they consider going two years to San Antonio since that stadium is already there? It is, but you would get, and, and this could be happening but behind closed doors, hush, hush, uh, you would get a heck of a lot of pushback from, from Jerry Jones there. That's oh, yes. That's his sacred football turf, right? So to... To have uh, a team taking even a little bit of the market away from from Cowboys country and 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 Texans country to to some extent as well, um, I, I just don't see that being a very good sort of a, a friendship over there. He, he, even though Jerry Jones and Al Davis have worked well in the in the past, uh, I. You know, it, it, it is an option. I I I just don't see it happening. Uh, you know, it's. I think we're in for a couple of awkward years in Oakland, and then uh, mm-hmm. been a big party in Vegas. Okay. Take me down to Kansas City. Uh, after, for the first time in 34 years, they use a number one draft pick on a quarterback. Uh, last time it did not work very well with Todd Blackledge. They hope this one with Patrick Mahomes goes a little bit better. You still have Alex Smith there. Alex Smith has elevated that team to a playoff contender, but not to that next step as you look at it, do you expect this to be a turbulent time, both off season and into the season, or do you expect it to go smoothly? One more year of Alex Smith, and then the transition will happen. I I think it can be pretty smooth. I I think you've when you look on the Andy Reid's history, he's he's had a good run of of developing quarterbacks. You can go all the way back when he worked with Favre, of course. Uh, you know and. As far as Ultimate is concerned, I'm not. You know, the the game manager label often gets labeled to him, uh, attached to him, and that's not 
meant to be an insult per se. I, I think a lot of quarterbacks would love to be a game manager. You know, it, it means that you can take care of the ball, you minimize mistakes, and and can make the odd key throw when needed. The the issue there is that if you're in a position where you need to come back and, and you need a lot of points quickly, I, I, Alex Smith just hasn't quite been that guy throughout his career. The the thinking and hope is that Patrick Mahomes, with what he's done, is very strong arm, very aggressive thrower. You know, he can be the guy to, to push the ball downfield in, in Andy Reid's offense and, and really utilize, you know, a Mack on and Tyreek Hill as they mature. So I I think it's 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 a good setup to have. Mm-hmm. You know, at, at worst, what's the worst problem here? You've got two quality quarterbacks. Again, a lot of teams would love to have that problem. Yep, no, you're right about that. Do you expect good things out of Mahomes, or are you uh, part of it where, well, the guy's just too wild? I I am I'm a, I'm sort of on the fence a bit. I, I'm I'm leaning more towards the the, the good things, but I I think he again he is incredibly uh, aggressive often with with his throwing, and and that can be both great and it can be both awful. The 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 five comparisons been made not so much at talent wise per se, but just with with playing style. He's never seen a a throwing window that he doesn't like. And, you know, you just need to be able to transition from that, that air raid offense he was in to, to something a bit more conventional with the NFL. And that's, that's been a difficult step for, for many quarterbacks. We're see, we've seen Jerry Goff struggle with that. Um, but he's in a perfect situation now with a playoff caliber team, with a Super Bowl caliber team, to just sit, watch, wait, and learn. And we don't see that often enough. And I think we're so critical of these rookie quarterbacks when they struggle so quickly. You know, I just mentioned Goff. It's not supposed to be easy right away. So he can watch and learn, and that's ideal. Speaking of watching and learning, uh, the Bears are trying to placate things and say that Mike Glennon's going to be the guy that is going to do that for a season, and then it'll be Mitch Trubisky after that. Uh, this does not seem to be going quite as smoothly as things down in Kansas City with a young guy coming in for a veteran. Yeah, it's it's a vastly different situation. Uh, again, Mr. Bisky, you want him to be in a, a position to do some watching and learning, just like Mahomes, uh, because as impressive as he was in 2016 with, with North Carolina, it's only 13 starts. You want him to have more experience. Um but I just don't know if the Bears are going to be in a position to, to be able to do that. The, the, the reality is that as a coach and as a general manager, uh, if, if you don't win or at least put a, a, a decent product on the field, then you'll be unemployed soon enough. And you, you feel for John Fox, is a, a lot of it's out of his hands at, at, at this point. It's, you know, whether it's Glennon or Trubisky, you know, you're really leaning on Kevin White to shed that draft bus status and and stay healthy. You know, there's just not a whole lot to work with on that offense right now outside of Jordan Howard, who is certainly terrific, but it's not a great position for Mitch Trubisky to be in if he does get some starts this year. And then Mike Glennon is a perfect – he is an example of how quarterbacks are obviously overpaid, but overpaid for a reason. They're just simple supply demand. There's not enough of them. So you get a Mike Gunn every year who gets $18 million and and then a year later he's not worth $18 million. <laughs> <laughs> I like the way that you uh, phrase that. Uh, take me to Houston and Deshaun Watson. Uh, your, your thoughts on him, and is he going to 
emerge as the guy. Houston's got talent offensively and defensively, but they do need a QB. Is Watson going to be that guy? They absolutely do, and it, I, I feel for the Texans and, and their fans in the sense that it's been three straight years of nine and seven seasons showing that they're, you know, they, they, they made the playoffs twice and, and won that division with great defenses all the time, but they're just always floundering in the playoffs because you need that quarterback to push you there. Now, I, I think Watson, um, Watson's ahead of Trubisky in his development, certainly, uh, because of what he's done throughout college at, at Clemson, uh, and specifically against Alabama in two huge national championship games. I think ideally you still want him to sit for a while, uh, and, and Bill Bryan said that it's a difficult offense to learn at first. So the Texans have, uh, really a whole roster, but especially a defense that can support a Tom Savage for, you know, at, at most half the season, maybe even a bit longer. So I, I think they could still win games with Tom Savage being that seat warmer and then and then give Watson the ball late in the season. I would almost compare it to uh, the one year in San Francisco when Alex Smith was still there and then, you know, he had an injury, but, but Kaepernick came in and took over and was, was great. That, that, I could see that happening. You know, uh, up in Green Bay after they take the division a year ago, uh, kind of what you expect, they go in, they draft, they take a defensive lineman as always, some point in the draft, Ted Thompson does it every year. Uh, pretty standard operating procedure for the Packers. Do you think there's some disappointment, though, from some Packer fans that they didn't do more? A couple of free agent pieces, but they, they certainly didn't go crazy, hoping that with the window that you have open with Aaron Rodgers, you don't know how long it's going to be open, that they didn't go out and do a little bit more? I, I would say the, the only disappointment I would have specifically is uh, I would have made more of an effort to keep T.J. Lang. I think mm-hmm. it's still a really quality offensive line, even without him, but that, that's a, a key core piece. And we saw uh, this past year, uh, obviously, what Aaron Rodgers is capable of, even with – uh, outside of Jordy, Jordy Nelson, you know, uh, questionable talent at, at wide receiver. He makes everyone around him better. But, but two years ago when he was getting walloped a lot and, and uh, under pressure, he was basically playing on one leg. So you, you want to keep that, that core intact. But aside from that, I mean, you, you, you bring in Martellus Bennett. Uh, you, you spend your first pick on, on Kevin King, who's, who should mature into a great cornerback. Uh, they, they brought in... You know that they basically threw the dart at the wall with with a bunch of running backs. I think Ty Montgomery can still mature into into a great asset there and and really be sort of found money if you, if you will. So, I I think the, there's still a lot of peak years for Rodgers left and by extension the Packers. Uh, take me quickly to the Seattle Seahawks. Colin Kaepernick is mentioned. RG three is mentioned. Did I also see another guy? Was it Austin? Uh, I thought he was mentioned as well. Uh, for the backup to Russell Wilson. Do you have a good idea which guy will end up getting that job? I, 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 I really think Colin Kaepernick is the ideal fit. I, I, I know that whenever you bring up that name right now, there's there's sort of a lot of uh, chatter, for lack of a better, you know, but political leanings aside, it's, you know, for a backup to Russell Wilson, he is, uh, he's on a much lower level, but he plays a, a similar style. He's obviously very mobile, very athletic, uh, has a very powerful arm. You know, it, anytime, it, it, if your starter has 
suffers a serious injury and he's of, uh, of Wilson's caliber, your season's probably going down the drain, let's face it. But if it's a, if it's a minor injury, three or four starts from Colin Kaepernick, that would be just perfect from a team that's centered around the, the, the run anyway. So I think Kaepernick can slide in well, and, and he probably shouldn't have been on the open market this long anyways. But, uh, yeah, I, I think they, they should go with him. Out of time for today, Sean. As always, appreciate you joining us. Going to talk NFL. It's only May. we still got a few more months, but we're getting closer. <laughs> Counting them down. Yeah, thanks for, thanks for having me on, guys. Thank you, buddy. See you. Sean Tomlinson, probably doing his Billy White Shoes Johnson impersonation as we speak. You think so? Isn't huh? that funny that he even talked to him about the touchdown dances that yeah. they used to have? Yeah. The celebratory activity that used to take place. I'm I am I'm with him. I'm really glad that it's going to break out of the dark ages. I really am. I, so, Is it really going to break out well, of the dark ages? Well, at least ages? it'll be better than, you know, like just when we saw Zeke Elliott jump into the Goodwill bin. Right, right. All right, and everybody loved it. And it was, what did it take? 15 seconds of celebratory time. That was it. Everybody right. loved it. And the game went on like nothing ever took place. But somebody will take it too far. And then we'll go back to the same old, same old stuff. The T.O. stuff hit with the popcorn. That was funny. The popcorn was fun. That was a good one. Yeah. But then you go too far, and yeah. then we come back. Didn't he grab cheerleaders' pom-poms? Yeah, yeah, yeah that was a good that. one. That was yeah. a good one. That was a good I one. I was okay with that. But also running out to the star on the 50 and spiking the ball and standing Cowboys there. players didn't care for no, that no, at no. all. I do remember that That one. was not a very good one. <laughs> well, we'll come back on the other side, put a cap on things. Uh, take a look at tonight. Yeah. Kind of a quiet night overall. No NHL, no NBA, so. Baseball. A baseball night. Mm-hmm. Jimmy. Welcome back, everybody. We get ready to uh, wrap things up as we take you up to the top of the hour. Let's kind of run through a bunch of different topics in this segment, Trent. All right. Uh, let's start first with baseball. Uh-huh. And the weather's iffy, although they have been playing down in beautiful Bloomington, Indiana. Right, right. Um, let's start with Iowa. And in your estimation, can they have the success that they had last year? In the Big Ten tournament. Yeah, I think so. I mean, there isn't that that team that you're real concerned about, kind of like it was last year. There were a lot of good teams. And you look at the standings from this year, it's it's very similar. So there isn't that real good team. The most important thing is tonight for them. Oh, it is. Yes, Maryland. Because Maryland's going to throw a pitcher, maybe one of the best pitchers in the Big Ten in that opening game. If you find a way to get on that right side of the bracket, stay in the winner side of things, you lose the first one, the road back, Jimmy B., it's incredibly long mm-hmm. that you have to go through just to get back into that championship game, as you're talking about. No wiggle room, right. double elimination tournament. Right. So I mean, tonight's important. They get tonight, then I think they really do have a real opportunity. But uh, this team, with what they went through, what they lost from last year's team, I mean, that was this was looked at as a rebuilding year. And here they are, all of a sudden, they finished a game out of winning the regular season title. Rick Heller is an unbelievable coach. And, you know, you know Indiana was in the College World Series a couple of years ago. Yeah, they were. And their coach went down and took the job at Arizona State. I mean, you, you wonder, especially if they would, say, win the Big Ten tournament. Right. If you see one of those big Southern programs, call them up. And I asked him the question when we had him on the show Tuesday, yesterday. No, Monday. It was Monday. And I mean, he di- he didn't say no. Yeah, he he said he's he's he'll listen. Yeah. So, 
that's what kind of sits I mean, you in the have back to, of your you, mind. But you have to listen. You have to listen right. to everything. You know that. Well, he's how that an goes. Iowa guy, but yeah, still, but still, yeah. I mean, a power program comes, and sure. Not just what they offer financially for you, but what they're willing to put in to your program. Yes. And though Iowa has invested a lot more into the baseball program, it's still not at the level of what you see in the SEC. Some Pac-12 programs, right? You know what they put in a lot of ACC programs. Yes. It's just not the same level here. And those are the other factors that you look at it and you wonder if if a power if the right job would come along at this point, guy in his early fifties, mm-hmm. if he'd take a look and still say, got plenty of baseball in him. Yes, he does. And look to have one more big rebuild. Uh, what he did it well, starting at Upper Iowa, then at UNI, right. then at Indiana State. He both took both those programs to the NCAA tournament. And now here at Iowa. Uh, he's taken programs that don't have a whole hot lot of baseball history mm-hmm. and taken them to the NCAA tournament. Now what could he do with all the funding and everything else at one of those power schools? And scholarships. So, well, I, you, I mean, but I mean, everybody when, has the same. Yeah, yeah, they do. So. But I mean, he, he talked about it and we made a, a joke about it. Wow. You get 11.7. Mm-hmm. So I asked him, who's the point seven guy? Well, nobody. Nobody, because they split that yes. up. That point seven is split up. And that's basically every sport outside of men's basketball men's and basketball, football. women's basketball and football. Right. Wrestling. You got 10 weight classes. Mm-hmm. You have 9.9 scholarships. Yeah. So you have to divvy it up. And like Heller told us, you have to be smart. I mean, you, if you're going to go out there and you're going to give – a full ride or a 75% scholarship, well, then it's going to come back on the back end. It's really going to hurt you, and you have to be very smart about that. So uh, it'll be interesting, interesting to see. But tonight is the important one. It is. We'll see if that's going to go on. Rain all day in Bloomington. Yeah, off and on, yeah. So it's going to return back to Omaha next year. Mm -hmm. I was over there. The games where Iowa or Nebraska was playing great attendance, when they weren't, it's pretty bad. Pretty bad. Pretty bad. Yeah. They've had it up at Target Field. Remember, Iowa had a walk-off a couple of years ago okay. in one of the opening games, and uh, yeah, they had it up there, not a lot of attendance. Mm-hmm. They've had it in Columbus, not at Ohio State Stadium, at their minor league Minor stadium. league park, the Clippers? Yeah. Clippers, yes. And not very good attendance. Yeah. So... How do you... You got a remedy for that? I mean, how do you get people excited, or does Big Ten really basketball, football, and maybe some wrestling at a couple of different schools, and that's it. Yeah. I, baseball's important in Nebraska. It's important in Omaha because of the College World Series. Correct. And that's why even for the games, you know, the games that didn't involve Iowa and Nebraska, there were still 4,500 people there, mm-hmm. you know, for those games. So they wouldn't get 4,500 at Target Field oh, when the Gophers no, were playing. No, I agree. In the Big Ten tournament. Right. So yep. that's the, the disparity there. Could you look at a place like Des Moines? <sighs> Principal Park, Principal Park would be, be perfect ideal. because even the championship game that I went to last year sure. with Iowa and Ohio State over in Omaha, even that one, it, it was a little over half, probably 60% full. Okay. I think there was 12,000, but it seats 21. Right. And you could definitely tell in the outfield, not in the sun, because it was super hot that day. I remember you said that, <laughs> there yeah. Were, uh, there yeah. were a lot of people that were looking for cover, looking uh-huh. for some shade. Trying underneath. to find the shade, yeah. But... A place like Principal Park that seats 10,000. You know, Indianapolis, they have their minor league stadium there, which I've heard is a very nice stadium. Mm -hmm. Can you find spots? It'll be interesting here in Bloomington, you know, the crowds that they're going to get. It's going to be in Omaha, I think, 2018 through 2022. Okay, they got the contract. But but going into the future, if you look to bid it out, 
If you had the Big Ten tournament here, would it be a big deal? It's never been here before. Well, of course, but but so I I think it might be a big deal. Maybe the first year, maybe two years, and then if it right, you know, then it might wane. But mm-hmm. I think probably the first year, I think they'd probably knock it out of the park to use a vernacular for baseball. You know, Iowa, Nebraska, when they'd be playing, they're going to have good crowds. Yes. Yeah. Uh, obviously, the Hawkeyes, there's no doubt, and you couple that in Nebraska. Yeah. Their fans travel incredibly well. They, they do. Two they, hours from Omaha, they, three they and would, a half they, from Lincoln. Yep, they'd be here. They, they'd be here. But the other ones that Minnesota's not going to bring anybody three and a half hours away. They don't bring anybody for basketball, let alone baseball. <laughs> you know, it's the same thing in uh, Illinois and Northwestern. Yeah. Wisconsin doesn't even have a program. For, right. It'd probably be a tough sell, but, but you go through here, and, and what is the right spot? Is it... As simple as just keep it in Omaha, because at least you have a city that cares about college baseball there. Probably. And you can, at the very least, get decent crowds there. Maybe not always great if it doesn't have that team that people are wanting to see. Correct. But you can always get decent crowds. Or do you look around? Do you take a look at, like I said, Indianapolis, Des Moines? Do you do something and and see, hey, you know what? Could we get Wrigley for four days? Could we get Yankee Stadium with the Rutgers? You know, go down that road. Nats Park. Go on these different avenues and see if you could do something like that. What makes the most sense? Because I, it is a niche sport. It, it is, yes. College baseball is, unless you're, as, as you mentioned, down south in Texas or on the West Coast, particularly California area uh, and, the, and Arizona. I don't know how you really try to remedy it. It's difficult. Look, this is... And and although our weather has just been horrible this spring, generally it's not. Mm-hmm. Um, but that may be a factor. People are have been so cooped up in the winter that as soon as you get a couple of nice days, they're out camping, playing golf. They got they want to be outside doing something else than sitting on their backside at a baseball park. So. I don't know if how much that plays into it, if it plays into it at all. But I'd certainly like to see college baseball in the Big Ten at least kind of catch fire in the bottle a little bit. Mm-hmm. But you're right. If, it, if it's not Nebraska or Iowa playing like what you witnessed in Omaha, right. then there's hardly any interest at all. Uh, of the 12,000 people, there was 10,000 Hawkeye fans, 1,000... Nebraska fans, yeah, five hundred Ohio State fans, and then five hundred people that <laughs> just had just other up. Big Ten, yeah. you know, T-shirts. I'm just, I'm just going to go watch I the mean, game. That's, that's what it was. Yeah. So that's I don't know. It's it's a difficult way to go about tough, it. Tough sell. I mean, you, you had Target Field, a beautiful. Yes. Stadium. Anybody that's yeah. been to Target Field, I've been there. It's knows great. How great of a stadium yeah. that is. Nobody cared. Nobody cared. Nobody cared. Nobody went. Do they? Do you know the pricing? Cheap. It is okay, so 10, it's not ten, twelve bucks. Oh, you know? it's not outrageous no. to get in. No, okay, no, nothing like that, because it's at the point where Big Ten programs and universities and athletic departments they are investing more into their baseball program. We just talked about Indiana. What the reason that the Big Ten tournaments in Bloomington this year is everything that they put into that baseball program before their coach left. Mm-hmm. That was a thing that he was able to build up and build them into sure. a team that made it to the College World Series. You're seeing more and more, because there is so much television money coming in, there is so much money in the coffers right now for these athletic departments. Got to spend the money somewhere. Right. 
you got to, in the end, show that hey, we're we're a not-for-profit <laughs> athletic department <laughs> right. because we spent $12 million to build a row ho- house for our rowing team, <laughs> and we spent another $18 million over here uh, upgrading our baseball facility. Sure. Those are the things that happen, and because that money is in there, that's why you're seeing. And, and Big Ten baseball has improved. As two years ago, I think four teams made the NCAA tournament, something that was unheard of. That Indiana team that made the College World Series, they were the first one since, I want to say, 1989 when wow. Ohio State made it. Wow. That made it to the College World Series. So the improvements are happening, and you're seeing those improvements. This year there's probably going to be three teams, four if there's a surprise, like in Iowa that wins the Big Ten tournament, that make the NCAA tournament again. So it's improving compared to where it once was where – it was a laughing stock just sure. because if you weren't in the South, you didn't have a yeah, shot. Right. Well, now with these upgrades and the hitting facilities that you can build for your teams, you're not quite at the same level, but you're close. Mm-hmm. And the work that you can do inside uh, is at least close to replicating what can be done down South. Okay, so that's on tap tonight, and it'll be on uh, Big Ten Network. Yeah, and uh, keep an eye on it. It might be a little bit later. Might that be, seven. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We get a bunch of delays today, a bunch of things it's like that happening. Push it back. Right. And, yeah. uh, let's hope that's – well, you know, in a way – I kind of hope it's even a later start. Nothing like... Oh, late, so you can get yeah. Ella to bed and get sit and Ella relax bed, and watch yep, it? Yep, Just get, for your own personal sake, correct? Yes, exactly. <laughs> for me, that's what I would that's like to see. That's what you want. Yeah, push okay. that thing, push that thing back. Okay. Well, I won't be able to watch my twins tonight as they're playing this afternoon. They are. A uh, couple wins, though, against Baltimore. The first your team boy. to win in Baltimore yes. this year. Yeah, your boy last night. Irvin was uh, he was really good. he was really good second uh, complete game shutout of the year first pitcher in baseball to do that so uh, baseball wise a lot of afternoon baseball I will be watching the Cardinals and Dodgers again tonight that one kind of grabs me okay got, that's one that you got to see Jimmy B anything baseball wise get you excited going on uh, coming up this evening you got the Cubs they're back at it against right. the Giants. Giants I don't know if Schwarber's going to hit another four hundred and seventy <laughs> foot bomb. <laughs> but that was pretty impressive uh, when he when that one left the ballpark. I mean, even the announcers went, "Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Kyle Hendricks back out there for yeah. the Cubs tonight." Hendricks got off to a pretty bad start, and Hendricks from last year, a guy that led the National League in ERA. Right. I mean, if you would have said that before 2016, you'd have been laughed out of the building. I agree. Like, yes. What's, what's wrong with this person? Are they drunk? Or were they? Are they taking drugs? What's going on? <laughs> but that's what happened. And then this year he comes back and he starts off the year and he struggled. And he's, uh-huh. he's never a guy that's going to overpower you. You know, he can, he can get it up to 90, 91. Okay. But usually he's at his most effective 87, 88, 89. But there were a couple of games earlier this year where he was topping out at 84, 85. And you said, uh-oh, is there something wrong? Well, the velocity's come back. That's back, and and with it, he's got to be so precise. Again, he's not going to overpower anybody in the major leagues with the stuff that he has. But precise, incredible movement, mm-hmm. and it looks like that that kind of touch and feel is coming back to him. So, got to keep an eye on him. He's another one. Like we said the other day with Lackey, yes, you just you don't at, know who it, what at you're this get. point in his career. Yep. There are going to be games where he just doesn't have it. Mm-hmm. That's what you see. For older pitchers, unless, you know, they got something extra going on, like a Clemens or something. But for the most <laughs> Are part... You no, 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 I would Are never. you insinuating something? Are you insinuating? I would never. <laughs> no, but for the most part, you know, yeah. guys at this point, they can still, everyone, you know, bring it. Yeah. Everything's clicking. 
savvy veteran, all these things. Oh, yeah. And there's some times where it's not good. And that's Lackey. For Hendricks, he's got to be so precise because of the stuff that he actually has, the raw stuff that he has. And he was able to do that last year. He's been able to do that over the last four or five starts this year with that. But, you know, just something goes off. He's a tick off on things. He can get banged hard. So I'll be keeping an eye on that one tonight. Okay. What else we got? No uh, no NBA. No NBA tonight and no NHL no tonight. No NHL. Yeah, so. so look, last night in the NBA, we'll just recap it. We did a lot on that earlier in the show, but just quickly to recap, uh, Kyrie Irving went off in the third and LeBron went off in the fourth. And the Cavaliers seemed like, and they were down 16 in the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they have righted the ship and kind of got their confidence level back. Uh, and they will play uh, in Boston in Game 6. We do, however, tomorrow night, get a Game 7 in the NHL playoffs. Right. You know me, I'm all about Game 7s. And it's Ottawa at Pittsburgh. I saw an interesting stat where Ottawa in Game 7s in a conference championship series, have never won in like five tries. They're 0-5. Small sample size. Then, How many of those guys were on those teams? Probably none of them. Then Pittsburgh in Game 7s are 3-7 at home, 6-0 on the road in Game 7s. Interesting stats if you're like a stat nerd, but... It's meaningless in the grand scheme of it things. Is. you got to go out and skate and shoot the puck and hope you score. Yeah, those historical trends yes, are, are I know. something that I don't, I especially know. the ones that go that far back. I mean, do the, the 1997 Senators really matter in this scenario? What happened back then with that team? I don't think so. Uh, yeah, Game 7, that'll be good. It'll be fun. A uh, chance for the Cavs to finish yeah. things out tomorrow night, so... It's a lot of baseball tonight, Jimmy B. I know, that's about it. A lot of baseball. We have the Twins, the Brewers, the White Sox all play earlier today. Uh, got the Royals tonight. They right. got the Yankees. It'll be Hamill, who's been terrible against Severino. Uh, that, that thing might get ugly Early. Uh, in, in Yankee Stadium. Like I mentioned, uh, Cardinals-Dodgers tonight. Mike Leake, he's been really good. Yeah, he has. He's been really good for them. as you know, They've been waiting for Wainwright to get things figured out. Walk has been improved. Carlos Martinez has been his solid self. But uh, Leak, he's been kind of a surprise. He goes up against Rich Hill, and oh, you get the big old curveball. Mm-hmm. Love watching Rich Hill. That, that sucker really yeah. drops the off the table. The old school Uncle oh, Charlie, 12 man. to 6. On down with that. I'm bailing. My foot, when I step into the box, I already got the left foot in the bucket. Trust me. It's in the bucket, and as soon as that thing starts to come at me, I'm bailing. I'm <laughs> gone. Done. You're done. With that breaking ball. You know, it's... It's kind of one of those nights where it's okay. It's 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 baseball. I, look, I'm gonna watch. I'm gonna watch the Iowa game mm-hmm. just because it's local and we have interest since it's the only college team playing uh, in a baseball tournament that's local. So I'll be uh, dialed into that, and I'll probably filter around to a couple other major league games. But it's not like what you would call a prime viewing night. It's just just not one of those nights, unfortunately. Tomorrow night will be a heck of a lot better. Hey, did you see uh, next week the Timberwolves are making their way down they to are. Des Moines? Yes. And uh, going to come down. They're going to uh, bring in new logos, mm-hmm. new word marks, yep. but most importantly, a new name. Yes. So where are we going here, Jimmy B? 
The Iowa. Soybeans? No, 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 no. The, I'm uh, going to guess. I think Cornhuskers is taken. They no, can't take they that. They can't do that. Okay. I'm going to guess yeah. that they maybe play off the Timberwolves in some way. Probably. Timber puppies? <laughs> The timber pups. Yeah. There you go. The T-pups. The T-pups. Uh, let's see. Uh, timber wolves. Yeah, I'm uh, just trying to... The, well, they can't be the cubs. That's already taken. So they can't be the timber cubs. The fir trees. The, <laughs> uh, let's see. What else could we, we come up with? We don't got much. We don't got no, much not at all. Of, not out of timber wolves. Well, how about the colors? We'll, we'll get to see the... Uh, Probably be timber wolves colors. Yeah. I mean, the, that would be... That would make the sense. The blue, the black, yeah. and the lime green. Yeah. That'll make sense. I think they need to play up the lime green a little bit more. You like I, that? I like it. I do, too. I liked when Atlanta wore the lime green uniforms yeah, this year. The I, Hawks? Was, yeah. I thought they looked good. Yeah. I thought the Seahawks looked good. Yeah. Everybody ripped on. Of course, I, I am the self-proclaimed uniform czar of Iowa. Yes, you are. And people love killing the Seahawks. They're color rush jerseys a year ago i didn't think they were that bad. i didn't either i i liked it in comparison to a lot of them what was that that wasn't it red and green that one day was that the giants that was like no that was the jets Jets. and the uh, bills yes oh a couple years back oh man that was awful i was fine with it you're not colorblind are you no then why'd it bother you no just I just didn't like it oh, at okay. all. Just didn't like it, it at all. It was for the colorblind people couldn't see the difference. That was the problem. Yes. That's why they said they wouldn't do they that They won't anyway. do that again. Yeah, I, I thought the Seahawks were fine. So we'll see what we get with the energy here and what the name's going to be. Got any suggestions? Shoot us a, shoot us a little note on Twitter. Yeah. We, at Jimmy B Radio. <laughs> at kind of help us out. Cause we'd like to know. I don't know. think it's going to be the Timber Puppies. No, I don't think so. No. I don't think so. How about, uh, let's see, don't wolves live in a cave? Do they? The cave dwellers? Yeah, I don't I don't know if that'd play real well. Okay. Qu- cave dwellers can have kind of a negative connotation. Okay. All right. Cave I think dwellers. I think yeah, I think most wolves they generally how about oh they live in a den. They call about, it a wolf den. The oh, wolf den. Or just go wolf pack. Wolf pack? Yeah. Do people identify North Carolina State with that? Eh, who cares? <laughs> Wolfpack's pretty Wolfpack's good. Wolfpack's not bad. Yeah, the Lobos, you know, you got that with uh, yeah. New Mexico, the Wolfpack. Yeah. Sure. The Wolfpack. It's better than Timber Puppies. <laughs> <laughs> that is for sure. Or the Teacubs. Is it, yeah. Is there anything else we can play off of here? <laughs> I don't know. Just off the top of our head. Yeah. I Look, I... I guess Tom Thibodeau is coming in, so that'll be fun. Oh, you're going to go hang out with him? Yeah, I might hang with Tibbs. Buy see, a cocktail for him? See what he's, see what he's up to. Or it'd be vice versa. Uh, yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tibbs so, has got the money. He's got the dough. Come yeah. on, man. Jack this up. Come on, let's go. <laughs> you're buying. Pull that wallet out. Right, dude. right. So, I, yeah, I just, it'll be fun. Um, I think it comes probably at a good time. Might even, you know, throw a little more excitement into the, what is now the Iowa energy and then what it'll turn out to be. The wolf den, the timber puppies. <laughs> the... <laughs> anyway, that's uh, that's all I got. That's, that's all, all you I got. got on that. Yeah. Uh, we're kind of running through a bunch of things here as we wrap up, Jimmy B. I got one more for okay, you. Okay, go for it, pal. Uh, some updated numbers Okay. from Vegas as I'm going through my likes. Ah, uh, here we go. Yes. Uh, one other. A uh, coach up at Osage was cleaning out his office. Yes. Found a box score. From uh, me and freshman basketball. Get out. 
Yeah. This, yeah. And he sent this to you? He sent, he sent this to me. And this is a box score from when you were a freshman in freshman, high school? Freshman, yeah. I can hardly wait for this. Did well, you light we, it up? we played Charles City. You might know Charles City as the home of Greg Bruner. Oh, former okay. Hawkeye basketball yes, okay. Player. I know that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we we took it on the schnoz. <laughs> got down got down 34-17 at the half. Okay. Uh, got even worse after that. Oh boy. As we were outscored 10-2 in the third quarter on the way to a 68-34 trouncing. Uh, leading the way for the young Green Devils, Trent Condon. Ah. Chipped in with 7. 7 points. Hit the only 3 ho- pointer for us. <laughs> I'm guessing I was probably about one of twelve. <laughs> I was going to say because you get off the bus, I, uh, stroking absolutely. It. <laughs> and it, it looked like I was playing a ton in this game as we were trying to come back. You but, were the uh, leading scorer yeah, with seven, seven with seven points. points. Oh my god, got a kick out of that one today. And that was your freshman year. Yeah, freshman year. So was that like a freshman team, or yeah, was that var- yeah, okay? It yeah. wasn't the varsity. That no, was your no, freshman no. team. No, I varsity. Uh, my freshman year, we won state. Oh. I, was, I was not playing on the oh, varsity okay. team. Weren't, Got moved up to the JV team, okay, but never on the varsity team. That weren't year. quite good enough to <laughs> hit that big V. No, no. The years that we were state champions, no, that that was not. That was not me. Hey, at least should have brought you up so you, they could have thrown you in in garbage time. Uh, they had plenty of guys. They could throw oh, in that garbage were garbage time, time yeah, players. Yeah. Okay. Well, they had so many kids out that year that oh. not everybody even dressed. How big was your school? Uh, we graduate usually around a hundred. <laughs> Yeah, Jesus God. my so, high school graduating class was eighteen hundred. Eighteen hundred, yeah. yeah, yeah, about a hundred. So you know, enrollment, enrollment. I think now at Osage is about three fifty. Uh huh. How it is, you know, nine through twelve. Yeah. So just a shade under, but yeah, we were right around a hundred. But everybody went out because they thought they were going to be really good that year. So all the juniors and seniors went out because they wanted to be part of. Wanted the to team. be part of that. Yeah, yeah. I can see. And that. a lot of them didn't see many. Minutes. Okay. All right. And I was way down there. I just hey, look at you. Five foot four freshman chucking up threes, dude. Leading the way in a sixty-eight thirty-four loss with seven hey, points. You did lead the way, man. Seven points, <laughs> leading scorer in that game. I, now I got another story. This popped oh, into my head. Okay, go for it. Back uh, our first year of basketball. Okay, school of basketball, seventh grade. Yeah, and we played Grafton, which is actually the Saint Ansgar School District, but their middle school was in a small town called Grafton. Okay, went over there. We got throttled. A uh, team that had... Seems like there's a theme here. Yeah, yeah, we were, my grade was awful. We were terrible at basketball. <laughs> okay. Absolutely brutal. Okay. But uh, went over there. They had uh, Will Fossey, who was six foot six in seventh grade. Okay. Uh, our okay. tallest guy was like 5'11". Yeah. Uh, they had two other guys that were over six foot. One that goes on to play uh, in the NFL by the name of Ryan Hannum. Yeah, he was six foot two at the time and built as a seventh grader. Uh, played for in at UNI and then went on and played in the NFL. And also another kid, Shores was his last name. These guys were all over six foot. They just throttled us. Okay. Well, we get beat, I think it was like, I don't know, 48-14 or something like that. <laughs> I led the way with I led the way with four. Four. <laughs> and I I come in the locker room afterwards. I go, hey, leading score. Hey, yeah. Look at me. Yeah, everyone was pissed at me. Four, four, Not funny. I'm like, oh, four, come on. Four. We just got beat by 34, like a six-minute quarter game here. By Grafton, let's let's relax. Try to lighten the mood a little bit. Leading scorer, four points exactly. in, that, in this game. Yeah, people, Come on, high five me, do yeah, something. People were didn't think I was nearly as funny as. Oh I was. God, those are fun. Some stories. things never change. Fun stories. Are we done? We are out of here, Thank Jimmy. You, Jesus, let's get going. Well, you don't want to hear any more stories no, from Rosie. No, I could go all day I, long. I know you probably could, but I, I got plenty. I figured it went from seven points to four points. The next one's going to be three points, and you were the leading scorer. Well, it, it gets it gets <laughs> ugly.
There are a lot of ugly times for the the uh, <laughs> yeah my grade. Oh boy, basketball not a strength. Not, not destroying Phil. No. All right, we're done. We are out of here. Thank you want to try this again tomorrow? Yeah, noon? why not? Yeah, we'll be here. More stories, like of, it or uh, not, of Osage basketball. I can't wait. Uh, maybe we'll get into baseball or golf. I got, I got stories. Oh, man. Cross country. You want to hear the... those, Jimmy B? Oh no. We'll see if any of the old coaches up there Remember? in Osage are going to be sending me more stuff on Twitter. Boy, that, that brightened my mood today. Got a chuckle. See you that much. That, that's great, though, that he sent that yeah. to you. All right, we are done. Back again tomorrow, everybody. We'll see you bright and early at 12 noon. Jimmy B and TC, it's the Big Talker 1700.